there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney welcoming you to the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Barry, we're back in the studio after being at the Radisson Red with Steen for a couple of days. We're back here with Macklin Motors in the weekend. You're looking forward to a full card. Celtic in action at Livingston on Sunday. Rangers Aberdeen tomorrow. For you, a bit like a cup final. Yeah, they'll need to, certainly need to get to three points. But Paul, I, I'm sure the Rangers fans will want to see a performance in terms of all action, good football, um, waves the attack and, and a few goals uh, so that that's what I, I would expect from Rangers tomorrow I've, I've listened to Joe's press conference and, and he's the same they need to come out the traps and start really quickly they didn't do that last week against Livingston and um, they suffered by dropping um, a couple of points so I expect um, after a tough game on Wednesday night I expect Rangers to come out the traps and, and certainly get the three points and hopefully put in a, a real good football on display Barry Ferguson is here along with Stephen McGinn. The headlines tonight, Jota back in full training with Celtic today ahead of the game at Livy on Sunday. Kemar Roof, I'm afraid, another injury blow. We'll hear from GVB in a moment or two. The Shakhtar boss says the atmosphere at Celtic Park was louder than 120,000. So the draw the other evening, but Celtic out of Europe. So to a Rangers, unless Rangers could beat Ajax by five goals to nil. Stephen Looking to Celtic uh, after the other night, they'll also want to make sure back at the league they don't slip up. And Livy was a bogey ground for them for quite a time. Yeah, really tricky game for them on Sunday. I think, uh, although a lot is spoken about with Rangers, uh, I don't think it's a, a surprise to a lot of people that the performance Livy put in and they, they make you really work for every every point you get against them. So Celtic will know they've got work cut out for them. But um, I think with the, with the trouble they've had over the years, they'll, they'll have no doubt they'll no doubt they'll be at their best and uh, try to get away with three points and they've got a strong squad who are bursting to play for the team he can make changes and uh, they still get wins do you think Barry's in the paper today and he said it the other night Rangers the next five games they have to win every one of them what do you feel? yeah I, th I, th I thought that before the Livingston game last week I thought Celtic would um, although it was a tricky game at Hearts it turned out to be a brilliant game um, so much going on but I expected Celtic to get all maximum points uh, before the break and if Rangers could hang in there um, and get bodies back fit and maybe have another transfer window just to stay in it but yeah def they definitely need to win them all now If you want to speak to the Falkirk captain or the former Rangers and Scotland skipper 08 08 17 17 700 Barry we had some great people with us didn't we Tuesday night I was there with Peter Grant and Mark Guidi the Celtic fans and then on Wednesday uh, along with uh, the Steen team and the Rangers fans they were brilliant it was a tough watch wasn't it but it could have been worse yeah I mean you start to worry when the second goal goes in after 16 minutes and um, I'm thinking to myself I'm better just jump in the car and go home here <laughs> um, but one thing I will do is give Rangers credit it showed a bit of character at least Gio changed the system a bit in the second half and um, it, they, 
they obviously get away with, with 3-0 look overall Napoli are a top class team I know the rest of the few are top players but you can see that for me they're one of the favourites to win the, the Champions League you see the form they've been on um, but I, I think Gio I wouldn't say you, you write games off like that in the Champions League you want to go and try and do your best but I think he's he had one eye on um, the game at the weekend at uh, Ibrox against Aberdeen we're obviously leaving out like see your Scott Arfield Stephen Davis and Sholax who I think personally I'll come back into the team tomorrow um, so now it's looking forward they've got five games four in the league they need to get 12 points and then they need to get a bit of pride back in the Champions League next week um, against Ajax on Tuesday night Let's hear from the manager then uh, nothing so far from Ange Postacoglu I think because it's a game on Sunday then we won't have anything new from him but it was GVB today let's cut to the chase a number of people are saying are they as fit as they were early in the season or last season? He spoke about the schedule. We didn't change any um, any training. We're still in in uh, in a very hectic schedule. The the Champions League uh, schedule is more intensive than the, when we were in Europa League because of the the days we have now already a couple of weeks when we only have two days in between uh, to to rest. In Europe, in Europe, it's only it's, it's three or four, so that that makes it quite hectic. Also, the dance program because of the World Cup, I think, is influencing a lot. We just have to keep continuing. We have a lot of it's it's a tough schedule for all of us, but we have to keep going. Barry, what do you take from that? Yeah, you certainly step up a level. It's the, the Champions League. You're playing against the, the best. You're playing against the elite players, um, but. When you're low in confidence, your legs begin to feel heavy. That, that, that's the way it happens. I mean, I'm sure Steve will agree with me. I, I've been through bits of that when you, you're not playing as well as you want to and your confidence is shot a wee bit and you just feel that you've you've lost that wee half a yard and you need something to spark that and a, a good performance and a good result um, normally does that. But in terms of Gio, he's, he's been honest there. The trainer's not changed. I just think it's a lack of confidence and the Rangers team at this moment in time the only way you can get out of that is um, be given a, a good performance and a, a big result and no better team than Aberdeen I mentioned it it was always one when the fixtures came out it was Celtic and then the next one I always looked for was mm. Aberdeen because you know the rivalry there between the yep. two clubs um, so listen if they put a performance on then you might see some players now coming out of their shell a wee bit and starting to get back to what we know they're capable of doing Stephen what do you observe when you watch Rangers the other night fitness wise I, I thought I think there's a noticeable difference um, and I know he says about changing the training schedule but this is his first full season um, I think under Stephen Gerrard Rangers always looked a real fit team I know they've lost the athleticism that Calvin Bassey and Joe Aribo gave them but when you look back to the, the semi-final between Celtic and Rangers, there looked to be nothing between the teams. And in, in an extra time, it looked like Rangers' legs edged it. Like they just had the, the legs on Celtic on the day. And there's been a noticeable difference in that. And I don't we, don't... we don't see what goes on in behind closed doors. But I'm saying he doesn't change the training schedule. Like This is his first full season. And we're not long into the season. I know Barry talks yeah. about the confidence. I, I, I get that. But they definitely don't look as fat. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700 GVB up uh, before the media today speaking uh, about the weekend coming up tomorrow Rangers against Aberdeen Barry saying Rangers they have to win the next five games before the World yeah. Cup and I think everyone would agree Yeah I always yeah. say look the most important thing in football is three points but I think Rangers need to put a performance on not just get the three points I say I always say that it is the be all and end all for me is three points but the performances have been well below par 
And I think that's where the frustration is coming for the Rangers fans. So they want to see an all-action display, as I mentioned there, Paul, getting in their faces, quick, free-flowing football. That's what they'll go to Ibrooks tomorrow at three o'clock and expect. And, and I'm sure Gio will be saying that in the dressing room because he's got to make it clear, listen, yeah. they need to start producing better performances. What's gone wrong so far? I mean, they're only four points off Celtic, so this is yeah, not, it's not, not the end of an era. No, they're in the but, semi-final. Yeah. Champions League's been a tough one. But if you looked at it at the start, I would have probably seen Liverpool, Napoli, top sure. teams, yeah. Ajax. Mm. That, that was a sore one. But yeah. then people say, well, it was with the, the heavy defeat against Celtic, Celtic Park. But then the best thing in football is you've got a game round the corner and you expect, you expect a response and they never got that. I think since the Celtic game, that's hurt them. A hangover. Yep, no that. doubt about yep. it. It's hurt them. It's, you can see there's a severe lack of confidence. But the only way you can go out of that is, is by working harder and um, trying to get results. And that's what Rangers need as quickly as possible. I think it's not only one thing. You know, every game is different. You know, last week we conceded a goal within five minutes, and which made it difficult after that. Although we had, you know, the ball a lot, you know, we didn't create any big chances in, in that game last week. We need to improve that. And of course, in Champions League is different. I think we, on last Wednesday, we conceded two early goals. I think we reacted really well and the character and uh, tried to get back into the game with creating chances. I think the most chances we created in the Champions League so far. But in the end, uh, couldn't get the goal, which took us back in the game and, and conceded a late set piece. So every every game is different. Tomorrow is another opportunity to start well and to get the three points. Stephen, who would be a manager? You know, you've uh, got a few years left, hopefully, playing. But it must be incessant. It's non-stop when you're the manager of Rangers. Yeah, in the Napoli game, I think, off the back of the Levy game, I think that was a difficult game all round, uh, going over there. And other than the best performance they, they were possibly capable of, everyone kind of knew that it was going to be a defeat. And the way Napoli were playing, potentially a heavy defeat, especially no Rangers fans in the ground. It, um, but I, I do think tomorrow's a good one for them. I think it's Rangers-Aberdeen... At Ibrox, the atmosphere is going to be good. Aberdeen are going to come and attack, which I think will suit them. And I think, although Napoli was a disaster, the way it kind of fell in the schedule, I think tomorrow's perfect game to to get them back on side. Have there been discussions about his future? He was asked today. Of course, I have discussions with the board and with Russ, but uh, my my future and my position at the moment was never discussed. No, Barry, you're in no doubt that he's the manager and still deserves time to turn it round. Yep, and I've had a, a few heated discussions with, yeah. with people out in the public. When I mentioned this last week, I've been at the shops, I'd yep. won the day when I was out and about, and they're, they're, they're not happy. But I think he deserves it until at least the, the, the winter break. As I said, he's got five big, big games, um, and it starts tomorrow, take one game at a time. But it's a brilliant game to have. Aberdeen coming, Jim's got a... A new team there, the way that they play, they, they play pretty open as normally Aberdeen would come and, and make it tough and sit behind the ball and try and frustrate. I, I do think Aberdeen will come and try and have a go at Rangers. So I think that'll work in Rangers' favour because it'll open spaces for the, the attack-minded players to, to go and do a bit of damage. The news that Kamar Roof is injured again. Here's the manager speaking about it. Kamar also wasn't involved on Wednesday, but he uh, he picked up another, uh, another injury, so... Uh, we won't have him uh, for a couple of weeks. It's the uh, same area, but uh, different injury. Crikey, but it's uh, for Kmar Roof, everyone knows he's such a talented striker, but are we ever going to see a consistent run from him? Yeah, it must be tough. He, he must be 
banging his head against a brick wall. Yeah. He's just come back after been out, I don't know, was it three or four months? Mm-hmm. And we've only seen him on the pitch for um, minutes and he's picked up another injury. It's not as serious. They're saying it's only a couple of weeks. So hopefully they've caught it early enough. Because um, I, I do think a fit Kemar Ruth is a very good player. He, he would... Um, he would certainly help Rangers at this moment in time. You can see the decline though in Alfredo Morelos the other night, couldn't you, Steve? Or Steve, what did you think when you saw him? He had a couple of, one really good chance, another one where he just seemed to run out of puff. Yeah, um, yeah, he's definitely not fully firing at, at the minute. Um, but I go back, go back to what I said. I think last week, if ever Alfredo Morelos should be in the best condition and fully firing, hungry, um, even for his own personal career, it's a, it's a selfish game at the end of the day. He can start speaking to clubs in a couple of months um, about a possible transfer, about earning a bigger deal at, at Rangers, maybe to stay for a longer time. So, yeah, really surprised to to see the, the decline in him and and that kind of lack of lack of desire to say no, I'm the man here, no, not Joe like me. Yeah, look, he looks rusty. Um, and after what happened, what five six weeks ago when when Joe left him out the squad, and I'm thinking he's going away, he's going to graft, he's going to. Um, knuckle down and, and come back absolute fire and he, he just doesn't look if he's um, he's the same player I, I don't know whether it's contract talks whether he's unsure where his future's going to be but he's he's certainly not the level that I expect I think he's a top striker when he's fully fit and firing he's a real handful he can score goals he occupies centre backs he bullies centre backs he runs the channel but Yep, he's, he's certainly no looking as, as sharp as he, he should be. And the only person who'll be able to tell you the reasons why are a couple of people is Morelos and the manager. I don't know what's going on there. So, um, yep, certainly. I, I think the one in the first half, he's got to get away. He's got to get the shot mm. off quicker. Mm. Um, and then the, the second one, he's got to hit the back of the pokey. There's no no doubt about that. Um, I would I would fully expect him to score that. So, yep, he's no looking as sharp and as hungry as I would expect, Morelos. Derek, one of the Rangers fans, was on last night and he was really good. He said, you know I'm not a fan of Gio. He said, but, he said, I blame the players. I'm not blaming the managers just now. And he mentioned, I think, Morelos and mentioned some others. He said, they're not producing what they can. Well, it's easy to blame the manager. I understand it all falls on the manager's shoulders. I get that. But I think it's a collective responsibility. When you go out to the pitch, even if you're not getting on with the managers, you've got to do it for yourself. You've got to find something within yourself to go and and produce performances so I wouldn't all put it on on Gio where the the indifferent performances at this moment in time it's got to be a mixture of, of both the players and the manager have got to take a bit of responsibility The morale at Rangers the manager was asked today what's it like? It's it's difficult because you know of course as I said uh, already many times before we know the, the, the difference in, in level we know the competition we are facing but you know a loss is still a loss so that's uh, something we we had uh, that feeling uh, five times now in this competition, you know, and we have to react now. Also after the drop points last week, but um, you know the players are are ready for it. You know, it's short two days in between. You know, we had a long tr- uh, trip home yesterday, so the, the most important thing is we are mentally fresh tomorrow, and I think we uh, we are. Mentally fresh, Barry, that's what you're saying. I was reading in the paper. You said it the other night uh, in our programme. You want to see full of life. You want to see them really up for it tomorrow and win with style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm sure the Rangers fans who will be travelling to Ibrox will be um, fully expecting. Um, 
as I said, that was a sore one last week against Livingston. And you've got to give Livingston a bit of credit yeah. and David Martindale because, to be honest with you, they're well drilled, they're well set up, defensively really strong, but also they've got players that, that can do a wee bit of damage. Mm. Um, Nubly, for one of them up top, who's a real a real handful, but Rangers need to go out tomorrow at three o'clock and, and produce a, a top-level performance and mixed in with that, making sure they're getting the three points. Going to be some atmosphere tomorrow, isn't it, Stephen? Yeah, I think uh, Rangers Aberdeen games. Yep. I, I think just in isolation, I, th- I think the atmosphere will be good, and it's something the players will need. They will need that. Uh, even uh, Gio said there about a long trip home. You know, it's yep. that's when you know they are feeling it. It's the short flight over a couple of hours from Italy, and it feels like the longest trip ever because you're starting to think about right. We've got to win Saturday. So, but I do think the atmosphere and the and I just as I said, I think Aberdeen will come and have a go. They'll leave spaces which a lot of teams won't do normally at Ibrook so there will be a chance for Rangers maybe to express themselves guys like Ryan Kent to really step yeah. up maybe we were one on one where it last week in Slavy they would have been doubled up every time they might have a chance to be one on one so big big game for, for the big players to step up the manager says he knows Rangers must win tomorrow well, it's very important the drop points last week home against Livingston we need to we need to win these games and uh, the most important thing is to to get the three points of course you always want a positive result with a positive uh, display. So uh, that's what we are uh, going to try to do tomorrow. Celtic top of the table after the 11 games on 30 points. Rangers on 26, Aberdeen on 19, along with St Mirren. We'll go through all the games and we've got the score predictor coming as well. It's the weekend, Barry. We want people to cheer up a wee bit, don't we? And, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Like, for a Rangers point of view, yep. I'd be absolutely buzzing. You're at home, three o'clock, 52,000 fans, Aberdeen coming to town. Um, if you're not up for that well I think you've got a serious problem and for Celtic as well it's been okay. it could have been a better campaign but Celtic will feel four points ahead my mindset is Celtic are going to go to a tough place but I think Celtic will win so that'll be in the back of my mind that I need to make sure that we need to go out and produce a performance and we win so you can't go any more points behind but on the flip side of that Celtic are playing on Sunday we all know how what it's like and are so tough you never know it could Mm -hmm what could happen so you just need to make sure you do your job tomorrow at 3 o'clock and you walk off that pitch at quarter to five with three points a good display and then see what Sunday brings us when, when Celtic travel to Livingston You can join us on the socials at Go Football Show or you can call us join the conversation with Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn 0808 17 17 700 we're talking Celtic next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland So it's almost Halloween, I'm just reminded by James The Waynes will be out and about, I would imagine Yours are too young, aren't they Stephen? No, we're going out Monday Uh, Excellent, Yeah. yeah Oh, so I'm a bit early then if it's actually uh, Monday, right? Yeah, but better wait until Monday, James. Oh, wait, jumped the gun. on the ball. Because we were going to say, don't answer just yet, was there a moment in your career that you're haunted by? Yeah. A moment you're haunted? Uh, and the other one, scariest player you've come up against. I think we did this last year and we got some great reaction. Have a think about the scariest player you came up against. Um, the ghosties well, and the ghoulies. Well, looking-wise? Yeah, eh, whichever you want, right? <laughs> Go looking-wise, who was the scariest? Oh, Careful on that. There are a few... <laughs> We we'll need to be careful we'll on that on one. Yeah, we'll move. We'll come back to that later, Stephen. Yes, yeah, so you're going. What are you going out as? Uh, I've got, I've got a couple yeah. here if you want. I, I go on. Yeah, yeah. I've got an English one, right? Okay. And it was no long after. There's a boy, Richard Keogh. Um, he was at Coventry at the time, ex Derby ca- captain. I was playing left of a diamond. He was playing right back, and he used to make animal noises when he, he was coming to tackle you. Like what? Give it. 
Nah, no, no. <laughs> but he just kept making noises, and, and I'm thinking, like, what's going on? Like, almost he's still in... playing. He, I think he's at Blackpool's, you okay. know. Uh, I think he's still playing. Right. the bad car crash. Okay. Uh, That's right. But, but uh, the other one, I just... Virgil van Dijk, when he played for Celtic, I was playing for Dundee one night, and I remember thinking, he kept stepping into midfield, and every time one of your boys, myself included, went near him, you're getting thrown about like a wee boy. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, and I didn't like being that guy, but I remember thinking, right, you go, I'm not going. <laughs> to, um, I think it was wee Paul McGowan that night. Yeah. So, aye, not no, a, no a great one to admit that you don't want to go and tackle someone in case you get thrown over. The scariest player you came up against. Not bad, isn't it? To say it's Virgil van Dijk. Oh, he's a player. He's some player, he's a player but yeah. what was another question, sure. Um, the scariest player, uh, yeah, in your career, a moment they're haunted by. Oh, there's I mean, a, a couple, but getting sent off at Celtic Park six two, we get beat. That uh, that still haunts me. Celtic fans are coming on saying, "Tell us more, back." No, that was Jimmy's uh, on. Yeah, that was an absolute <laughs> yeah. nightmare. A, a day we, we just couldn't get near Celtic. I'll be honest with you, but that was one of the ones like we, we talk about what's happened just now. Rangers mm-hmm. have took a few defeats. The next time we played Celtic, uh, we beat them five one. Just so you've got to react yeah. to the, the, uh-huh. the sort of mm-hmm. games because that that game we couldn't get near them. Larson was was an absolute fire. He was a he was a he was a joke that day. And what did happen for the ordering off? Jimmy's it, asking. No, it was yep. it was two two yellow oh, cards. Two yellows. Yeah, it was yep. Jonathan Gold's fault. <laughs> he took the blame for a lot of stuff, didn't he? The big keeper, Jonathan Gold. So scariest uh, moments, scariest player you came up against, uh, and in your career, a moment that haunts you. We're on till seven oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Maybe for the fans as well. One of the worst moments. What do you feel, uh, Ange Postecoglou? So not in action with the media today, because Celtic play, of course, at uh, twelve twelve thirty, isn't it? On Sunday, twelve o'clock. In fact, high noon, Livingston against Celtic, and also we've got Ross County against Hearts tomorrow. Dundee United against Motherwell, Hibs against St Mirren, Rangers Aberdeen, and St Johnson against Kilmarnock. Ange, though, speaking after the draw the other evening, Celtic were they so much wanted to get a victory, their first one in the Champions League. This was Ange's take though on the campaign. Yeah, we know the areas we've fallen short in this campaign, and you know, they're the areas we. We obviously need to improve in, but again, that only comes with experience and learnings and improvement, and <clears throat> that's our task to, to take what we've learned this year and, and, and improve on it come next year. But you know, we've got to qualify again. I mean, we you know we, we haven't been in this competition for five years, and if you if you do that, then it's very hard then to come in and just make an impact. We we our job our job and my responsibility is to make sure we're there every year. If we're there every year and we we keep chipping away at it, I think. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to make more of an impact. And how did he assess the game itself? We'll hear that in just a moment or two. Barry, what did you think of Celtic's performance at home to Shakhtar? Um, I thought they were, they were wasteful in the final third. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's that been the story. If you listen to the players speaking and um, Postacoglu speaking, that's where they've, um, they've suffered. The reason why they've probably not scored enough goals to get more points on the board. Um, but I, I, again, you've got to remember, look, I, I was saying Shakhtar were the weakest team, but let's be honest, Shakhtar have got some yeah. right good players. Um, You've seen them in the, in the Tuesday night. Mudrich won, who he could go and play anywhere. Pace and unbelievable ability to go with that. But throughout their team, you see they were, they were taking risks, they were playing out for the back, but they're really comfy um, on the ball. Um, but I'd probably say they were really wasteful. When, when they get into that final third, that final pass, that final cross, probably let them down. Kyogo was desperate to get a goal. It just, it just wasn't there, was it? 
Yeah, he played in a unnatural position. Yep. Looked as if he was kind of tucked more into the midfield. But my my view on, on the campaign as a whole is that I think they got with the way Celtic play and in, in domestically. Um, I think in Europe they've been punishing the counter attack. I think even the goal. I know Madrid's it's an unbelievable goal, yep. but even with the missed chance, I think it's it's a bit of a story of the campaign as well. They they have such an aggressive press and it does leave themselves open to these boys, world class players like Madrid, and you give them a chance like that, and it's. Uh, it's pretty devastating what they can do and I, I think that's what a, a big thing Angel take away from the campaign. Yeah, the transition was so quick, wasn't it? One so, misplaced pass. So quick. And, and, and went 60 yards. And Juranovic is half thinking, I might get there. Yeah. And in Scotland, they might say, nah, I might not be able to get there, so I'll just defend it. But he punishes you. He takes you on your right foot and next minute it's in the, it's in the net and he's away celebrating. Here's Ange. Yeah, it was a tight game. Uh, it was always going to be a tight game. A lot of stake for both clubs and I didn't expect it to be sort of open affair with a lot of chances and uh, yeah, I thought for the most part we controlled the game well. You know, we played it, you know, in the areas we wanted to. We did create chances. We minimised their threat. Uh, we scored the goal and, you know, I thought at that stage that uh, we were in control. Um, obviously, you know, then they've scored a, you know, a great goal from a counter-attack which was disappointing from us but... You know, we had a great chance with Kyogo after that and then they've missed the chance. So it was just a tight football match. Um, you expected this level. So um, yeah, we're disappointed with the outcome. But in terms of the players' effort and what they put into it, um, couldn't ask any more of them. Yeah, they were one up at halftime, the goal from Gikamakis. Yeah, it was good good, good for us, um, you know, for our football club. It's, you know, wins and goals at this level are hard-earned and um, I thought we earned a goal tonight. And um, yeah, it was great for Jacko to score it. Joko. Did well to get the goal, his first in Europe. Yeah, he's a finisher, no doubt. He, he, in terms of outside the box, his link-up plays not amazing, but you know what? He's he's an out-and-out goal scorer. You, you can see the the reason why he scored that amount of goals in in the Dutch league with a relegated team. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, he, he's a natural goal scorer. Kyogo, for me, he's got to score that one. For me, I think that's a a massive chance. He's got to be putting that in the back of the net. And he knows that. What do you think it is? A wee bit anxious maybe in, in the Champions League? Kyogo? Yeah, just that is, listen, I, it's easy to say it's a step up in level, but I, I went through it with you on Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah. They think quicker, they're stronger, mm-hmm. they're physical, they move the ball. Um, there's loads of things where people need to remember when you, you play in the Champions League and people will look at it and say Shakhtar, Ukrainian team, they're, they're not the biggest team, but look, look at the quality they've got. They have, they've got real good quality players. Um in the same way Rangers, you look at where they've come up. Napoli, yeah. you can see why they are flying just now, the, the, the players that they've got. Unknown, probably. Mm. A lot of people wouldn't know them. Um, but when you play in the Champions League, Paul, you switch off for that split second, you get punished big time. Um, Celtic played with Kyogo and Gikamakis. What did the manager feel about that? Yeah, like I said, I didn't think it was going to be an open game. You know, kind of knew what approach they'd take I had a feeling there wouldn't be a lot of uh, space for us out there to, to sort of move them around. So having the extra attacking player in there for the opportunities that were going to come our way, I thought, you know, maybe would give us an advantage. You know, I thought it worked well for the most part. I thought it helped us with our pressing. I thought we're really aggressive there. And, you know, again, we just lacked a little bit of composure. We win the ball back in good areas and, you know, didn't take advantage. So, you know, I think it worked well for the most part. Um, you know, again, you know, Jacko scored. Kiwab had a great chance to, to get one himself. So, but I thought both of them worked hard in, in the areas we needed them to. Stephen, some of the pluses. Matt O'Reilly, another excellent game for him. Yeah, he's brilliant saying. Um, I just when he was talking about the Jackamacus and mm. Kyogo, I wonder how much Jackamacus's kind of impact off the bench keep coming in scoring. He's real. He's really stepped up as a Celtic player. I wonder if that starts to affect Kyogo's confidence a bit. I mean. 
even going back to the cup finals, that instinct, that instinct finisher, uh, quite a similar goal off his left foot, the one he missed the other night. And I'm thinking, I wonder if, as much as a team game, a squad game, when you're the number nine, uh, you won that jersey. I, I don't know. Maybe he's feeling the pressure a wee bit with with the way Jack Mackis mm-hmm. is just the, the first chance he gets, boom goal, and and Kyle goes maybe overthinking it a bit. Barry, what do you think? I don't think Kyle goes an out and out goal scorer. I, I think Yakimakis is. Yep. Um, Kyogo's more of that energy, pressing, making brilliant run. His movement's excellent, mm-hmm. but listen, he scored a fair amount of goals. But I think if you put Kyogo and Yakimakis in the same position, I think Yakimakis would take more chances. Rangers would love to have players like that who do burst through, like, um, well, not Jikamakis, but uh, Kyogo, Abada bursting into the box. Yeah, listen, he energy that. and speed yeah. something that defenders hate playing against. Mm. And that's um, something that, that Celtic have certainly got. Rangers have got that as well with Ryan Kent and Scott Wrights and Sakalas, but they're not doing it cons- on a consistent yeah. basis, Paul. We bit more from the manager. So what about Real Madrid then? Celtic playing them, a trip to Madrid, one of the great... Barry just going, oof, this should be uh, some game. It's some stadium, isn't it? It's, it's nearly redeveloped. They've spent a fortune yeah. on uh, the Bernabeu. Here is Ange speaking about the trip to Madrid. Oh, look, I mean, it's, it's another chance for us to to go out there and test ourselves against a, you know, a very good side. And, and that's what we'll do. We'll just go out there and, and take the same approach and and uh, test ourselves. And Barry? A very good side. <laughs> the European champions, they're, sure. they're some side, them. Um, the quality Benzema and for me that I, I think he's the best midfielder going about just now we Modric at 37 yeah. I mean what what a baller he is um, so that's going to be a big ass but again it's all about learning you're going to an unbelievable stadium playing against an unbelievable team and then you, you can you can pick your wits against the best and certainly for me they, they're, they're one of the best about as I said they're current European champions even from a Celtic point of view, that wasn't the result you wanted then, was it? You know, any Celtic fan, RB Leipzig beating Real Madrid? No, it's, uh, they've, just, they've just fell short and um, it'd have been interesting if they'd won the other night if going to the Bernabeu needing to get a result. But as dead rubbers go, it's about as good as you can get. Yeah, I mean, yeah. brilliant trip for the fans, one the players will speak about for, for years to come, test themselves against guys like this in a world-famous venue. Uh, so... As, as de- I know Celtic going into this game you'd be desperate to still be playing for something but as dead rubbers go it's not a bad one yeah that, listen what what I play I would have loved to have played there mm-hmm. Na- never, you never played no, no but I, I went for my 40 my missus got me that for my 40th yeah. birthday oh. hospitality me and my mate um, went over and, and done the tapas and the wine that was yeah. brilliant uh-huh. loved it <laughs> can't remember the game I was going to say was the game <laughs> yeah. who knows can't remember yeah. it but what just to walk into the place and um, what what a state! What an arena it is! There's something special about that club, isn't there? Is that 13 times they've won the the Champions League, the European Cup, the biggest of all? Yeah, and I think every time the draw came out, I think yeah. it's the one Celtic fans yeah. have been speaking about. Give us Real Madrid this year, give us it this year, and, it, and, and they finally got them this year. So I'm sure there'll be loads go out and uh, plenty in that home end. Um, get out and make the most of our trip the news for Celtic fans today is the only injury worry is Callum McGregor and obviously that's long term but I think Jota back to full training today at Lennox Town so finally at this section what about next year for Celtic will they hope to be in because the winners of the title go into the Champions League it's up to us um, to make sure that you know we're in again next year and, and that's part of the process as long as it, you can't go you know, into this competition every five years and, and expect to make an impact. So the first challenge for us is to become a Champions League football club. 
that means qualifying every year. I think with what we've sort of gone through this year and, and the way we've tested ourselves, there's no doubt should we qualify again, this group of players will be much better for the experience. They'll understand exactly from the first game what's required and, and the levels needed and the understandings of the fine lines between winning a game and, and not winning a game. So this is a group that's very, very inexperienced in terms of this level of football. Us as a football club haven't experienced Champions League for five years and we've got a group of players who it would be a missed opportunity if we don't qualify for next year's and, and use what we've gained this year into becoming a, a better football club at this level next year. Stephen McGinn, what do you think? Was it a missed opportunity not to get at least third spot this year when you look at Celtic's group? I think the one they'll, they'll look back on is the, the game in Poland. Um, the way that second half went. I mean, Shakhtar were on the knees and I mean, the chances they missed, that was the one they needed to win. And with the other night, if they'd won that game, um, I know the, the Shakhtar manager spoke about the atmosphere being good, but it'd have been electric if, if they needed to win that to the Europa League football and uh, European football after Christmas. But it doesn't sound like a manager stands still. I think he, I know it's easy to talk a good game, but you really believe that if the players don't improve and, and be ready to make more of a mark on the Champions League, then they'll leave them behind. It's quite a contrast, isn't it, between the mood between the Celtic fans just now. They're out of Europe, but they've got, I think, a bit more hope. Whereas for Rangers fans just now, there's so much discussion about I, what's going to happen. I think the reason why, I think the Celtic games, they've competed in every single game. I think with Rangers, it's been 45, or sorry, 60 minutes against Napoli until Sands gets sent off. In 45 minutes against Liverpool, what what the Rangers fans expect is 90 minutes compete and make sure you you let the opposition know they're in a game. I think Celtic have done that, and that's probably Rangers' problem at this moment in time. Do you think Celtic will regret that they didn't get third spot? Maybe, but you've you've got to remember it's a different ball game, the Champions League. It's again, I'll go into you're you're up against the best players that are are going about, and as I said, there's loads of things that go with playing against these teams in terms of the, the quality player, the technical ability, the strength, the power, how they move the ball, how they think. Um, and as I said, that I think the main thing is that Celtic have at least shown a competitive edge. And um, and he says that they're, they're inexperienced at that level. I was struck by what you said the other day. One of the things was you said, look, it maybe took about a dozen games what? at the top level yeah, for you. Now, some of the Rangers some fans of the games, disagreed and well, said, no, you, you did adapt, but it's a great point. Some of the games passed me by. Yeah. Some of the games definitely passed what? me and by. why? Because of the, the speed of it and who you were up against when you, you would think you, you're getting close to a guy and bang, he'd be away for you. Um, so, yeah, but it's all about learning and, and learning as quickly as possible because if you don't learn, you'll just get ran over the top of Stephen? Because he's gone from playing against me on a Saturday and then Paul Scholes on a Tuesday. <laughs> but I mean, that is what happens. And, and in Scotland as well, for the teams who don't have the budgets of Celtic or Rangers, it must be that kind of step up as well. Did you feel that when you played against Celtic or Rangers? The speed of... What, what did you feel? Yeah, I mean, when you get into the Celtic Rangers games, is one of the other clubs in the, in the league. Um, you know that... You actually know you're going to get more of the ball kind of more unchallenged as opposed to sometimes Premier League games um, outside Celtic Rangers can be quite physical yeah. quite direct you actually get more time to get your head up and play a couple of passes but what the, it's so so any kind of mistake gets punished so much more and it's unforgiving I mean you, you think you're going alright after 10-15 maybe even 10 minutes like Rangers the other night and then 1-2 that's what happens as a, an opposing player at Celtic and Rangers going back my time and um, it is just that that massive lift in, uh, in class. Sikhan, he had his scariest moment, didn't he? The miss of the Shakhtar player the other night. You almost felt sorry for him. 
I'm not, I'm still not really sure how he yeah. did it. He had that much time. He could have done anything with that. And uh, I'm, uh, for it, to, to score at that level, it's so hard. And he had an absolute gift. I mean, he'll be kicking himself. Barry. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe when I seen it. I, I don't know if he's caught in two minds whether he's wanted to take a touch, but even if he's took a touch, it's about five, six yards away from him. Um, yeah, well, one of the, the worst misses that I've, I've seen. We'll talk Rangers up against Ajax before seven o'clock. We're going to get the predictor as well. Someone is coming on in the second hour. And remember, I think there's around £600 to be won tonight on the programme. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Champions League is still here we're speaking about it as if it's gone but thank you Chris for reminding me uh, because of course uh, Ajax coming to town for the match with Rangers 50,000 on Tuesday night and then Celtic Real Madrid it's the earlier kickoff, so that's on Wednesday we'll talk about that later uh, Giovanni van Bronckhurst um, up in f- alongside the media today uh, after that defeat the other night they travelled back from Italy yesterday and, well, Kemar Roof is injured. I don't think there was anything else new apart from the ones that we know about, uh, Conor Goldson, etc. He was asked about transfers. What's going to happen come January? Well, as, as, as I said uh, before, uh, you know, we are missing a lot of players now who are injured. So hopefully we can welcome some injured players back by the time the windows open. So we have to be ready whatever happens, but uh, it also depends how many players we have back from injury. What do you make of that? Um, yeah, but it is important to get your Connor Golsons and Ryan Jacks, but I, I think he needs to bring bodies in. I think he needs to bring players in to come through um, that dressing room door for people to realise that um, he means business. So I, I would be absolutely shocked if Gio's not identified players that he, he wants to bring in. How much money do you think will be available? It's hard... Listen, yeah. I, I don't know, but they need to make funds available for him because he does need to um, bring a, a few bodies. And I'm not talking squad players, Paul. He, no. He'll need to bring people in who... Oven ready. Yep, are ready. Um, who can, if not get in the starting 11, are ready when the chance becomes available to go and cement their place in the starting 11. Darren's been on the socials at Go Football Show. He's saying, Stephen, Barry, how have they managed to get into a position where Ryan Kent... And Alfredo Morelos have, have allowed have been allowed to run down the contracts. I, I'm so surprised. Um, listen, they, they ran the risk last year with Conor Golson, but obviously he signed. But two players that he, when they go into their final eighteen month or twelve month of their contract, Paul, see if they ain't going to sign, then you can get a a fair a fair transfer fee back from now. I think the players are in control with the situation because come around January. If Rangers are looking to get a couple of million pounds used in for both of them, they two players might say, right, do you know what? Or one of them say, no, I'm not fancying that. I'll wait to the summer and go on a free transfer where if a club was willing to pay a million or a million and a half or whatever they were willing to pay, they would get probably part of that as their contract um, if they waited in, until the summer. So I don't know why it's happened. Listen, only people can tell you the reasons are the people at Rangers in the in the boardroom are, are Giovanni um, so I, I'm shocked that they've let it go this long Stephen? Yeah I think a couple of times they were, I think especially Morelos were quite close to selling him I think there was good money on the table but for whatever reason he obviously had a, a figure on, on his head of what 
what would meet the fee that they were looking for. But I think they did get the warning across the city with Celtic when they held on to Odson Edward, guys like Ryan Christie, and you felt as if that the, the squad needed freshed up and there was offers on the table and they thought, we'll keep a hold of them because they're, they're proven they've won a league here, we'll keep them one more year. And it didn't work. The whole thing just didn't work. And they, they've had that warning sign and they've not... And they've, they've kept Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelis and they're both probably having their worst seasons as Rangers players. And that can affect the dressing room. But what are you going to get for them in January? If, yeah. say for instance, they do agree to go, what are you going to get for them? Mm. A, a million pounds. Yeah. Or just over yeah. that. You, you paid, what, seven and a half, eight million mm. for Ryan Kent. What was Morelos? He was about a million. You might get that back. That's, that's a fair loss. And then you take the wages into consideration as well. Yeah, but I'm so surprised that it's, it's, it's dragging on. Um there's no word coming out what's what's happening. I, I, a lot of Rangers fans are asking me. Um, and there needs to be some clarity. They need to sit them down and say, listen, this is what we've got. If you're not going to take it, then that's it. You need to go. The manager was asked a bit more about what, if, what does he think has gone wrong so far this season? It's obviously we are struggling now with, with creating chances. First half, we didn't have any clear chances. They scored the first goal. I think the... That also made it more difficult for us. So for our confidence, we were trying, but you know we, we missed the spark. I think only the spark came when we uh, made the one-one in the end. And then you know you saw a team where we're doing everything they can and pushing forwards. Of course, against ten men, but I think our intentions in the last seven minutes were the intentions we we, we had to have for the ninety minutes. Obviously, that was about last week, wasn't it? You know, Livingston, what went wrong? And you only saw the intensity. He said himself. An injury time against Libby. Yeah, when you're watching the game, I mean, they could have made a highlights package from the 19th minute onwards with that last seven minutes. And that's what you expect, really. I mean, especially when you score, sometimes they tell you not to score that early at Celtic Park now, but it's because it's like that for 85 minutes. Um, and I think that's what Livingston would have been expecting for the rest of the game. And But he's, he's saying that, the word spark, it, it's so obvious it's missing. It's it's a squad that's so obvious it needs a good transfer window. It's not about get, just getting to the transfer window. It needs a good window. They need to be pre prepared to... There's a lot of boys that have been good, right good Rangers players and they've been a good spine but, but that spine needs help. That needs a, that needs a squad, a spark in the squad. The MD said last year the model is, it's a selling model and it's worked at Celtic and it has to be, you understand it. You, you know, yeah, you, you get that way. A, a Rebo, great money coming in, £10 million. Yeah. Um, Calvin Bassey, £22 million. Uh, Nathan Patterson, yeah. £12 million. Great. But again... It's not working as well as it should be because you've allowing Ryan Kent and Morelos who's, after they're in their, their final 12-month or 18-month of their contract, uh, you're probably talking they're, they're £10 million players. So, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm so surprised they've, they've let it run on um, this this long and in terms of the last seven minutes to get a spark, that's worrying. You know what I mean? You need, you need to have a spark for minute one. You're at Ibrox, you're at home. Um, no disrespect to Livingston but there was no I, I never felt at any stage certainly the first half was really poor but during the second half where they gained a bit more possession they went to Morelos and showed that up front I'm sitting watching it and I, I never really felt at any stage that Rangers were going to score until Lundstrom fires it in and then they had that wee five six minute period where they, they pummeled the goal that should be happening right at the start of the game if no sometimes you're off it a wee bit start of the second half that should have been happening if you're just tuning in, that's Barry Ferguson talking about Rangers last weekend against Livy. Barry, if that happens tomorrow and they drop points, uh, you, you, no, what you, is going to happen? 
Listen, you can't even think that way, Paul. It's it's a must win. It, you hear Gio talking there. He knows how important this win is tomorrow. Um, and I don't think you even need to do a team talk about it. You, you know you need to get three points and, and um, put a, a decent display on. They look as though they need some kind of talk, don't they? And tomorrow, you do mention the column. You said it in our programme the other night. You would have Scott Arfield in from the beginning. What, who would be on for you tomorrow? Yeah, I would have Stephen Davis and, and Scott Arfield. I, yeah. I think Scott Arfield's one of these players um, that goes into the box. He's got experience. I really like Scott Arfield. Right, he's been off it the last couple of weeks, right? But do you know what? He's still a right good player, Scott Arfield. Stephen Davis just brings that experience in there that can run a game and just anchor the, the middle of the pitch. And I expect day two to play and Cholak to come in. Cholak, for sure. Yep. Yeah, well, he's, he scored a, a right few goals. He's the number one striker at this moment yep. in time. I mean, I would never have said that four or five, six weeks ago. Um, but in my eyes, he's got to play. Stephen, Scott Arfield, you've played against him. Yeah, uh, played with him. He was 21s. But back in the day, uh, yeah. youth team against Falkirk, and he's still making the same runs now that he did back then. Yeah. Um, Fit as a fiddle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 All credit to him. But uh, The other one I think deserves to play is James Sands. Um, and I was watching the game the other night I was thinking there's no many Rangers players can say they've had a really good season but I actually think he has out of position and one thing I always think he's got is he's got real guts he'll take the ball he'll make passes he's made mistakes he's still taking the ball still making those passes and I thought the other night he showed a bit of a spirit um, I think he deserves to be playing Barry? Yeah listen he's, it was a big ass to put him at centre back he's predominantly a, a holding midfielder and, and I'm the same he's one that can Say that he's he's gave it his all. Like he has made mistakes, but listen, you've got to remember that's that the position's fallen to him, and he, he's been in there. And for me, he, he's done a a real good job in in my eyes. Um, but what Rangers need, they need they need ballsy performance. That's what they need tomorrow. Here's the manager manager asked again about the injury to Kamar Roof a little bit more. On First, it's it's very frustrating for for Kamar. You know, he has a, has a history of, of injuries the moment he came to this club, not only with me, but also previously. So that's, uh, you know, the, for me, the, the most frustrating is for Kamar himself because he, you know, he, he works hard. He's trying every time to come back. Whenever he's back, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's always a setback, you know, within a couple of weeks. And that's, uh, that's very frustrating for, for him. Quite hard to listen to though, isn't it, Barry? When you hear, you know, about Kmar Roof, they loved him at Leeds. They didn't want to lose him. Just not seen enough of him. Yeah, it's frustrating. I like him. I, I've always said that, Paul. But it's just getting him on the, the pitch has been the problem for Rangers. You think that's the the last day? Been out for three or four months. He comes back and he's he comes on for ten or so minutes, and then he's back on the treatment table. So need a new striker in January. Another one. Yeah, well, depending on sure. yeah. uh, Roof's injury, is it going to be? A lengthy one, Gio saying it's only two weeks and then we don't know what's going to happen with Morelos, Morelos yeah. what, what, what's going on there. So yeah, look, I think Gio's got to be identifying areas where he can go and strengthen and, and I'm hopeful that the, the board would, would go and back him in that because they do need fresh blood in the, in the squad, Paul. That's our one. In the next hour, then David is coming on and he could be winning, well, £600. £100 for coming on. It's the predictor. We're doing it with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements. So £600. Remember, was it Kevin? About a month ago, he won um, £1,300. Barry, not yeah. to be sniffed at, especially yeah. the way prices are going. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and listen, Paul, see when you started doing it, you think it's easy, mm -hmm. but it's difficult. <laughs> difficult. Yeah. I've had five out of six. I've never... Yeah. 
never had six out of six and normally I'm getting two or three every other mm-hmm. weekend so it's tough calls Stephen how did you do last weekend because you were with us on Friday you did okay yeah not bad yeah, yeah. yeah but as Barry said it's, it's tricky and now the league's really tight out, outside the top two and, um, the Rangers one got you didn't it yeah, that, that was yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought I thought Angels would put Livy away, honestly, and not not blow them away, but I thought no. they would, I thought they'd win that game. Right, the news is coming next, and then Barry and Stephen back after this. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, 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 go. Tonight we're into the weekend. Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn, the captain of Falkirk ex-Scotland under-21 international and a man of many clubs and Barry Ferguson the former Rangers and Scotland skipper also Birmingham City Blackpool Blackburn Rovers and uh, with us here on the Go Radio Football Show we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu who has been speaking to the media in recent minutes so we'll hear from him we'll get the injury update and more of your calls coming in about Rangers and also about Celtic as well Celtic looking forward to the game on Sunday at Livy and what's going to happen Saturday afternoon Barry saying Rangers have to win tomorrow and preferably with a bit of style 3 o'clock at Ibrook Stadium Barry we're nearly at Halloween we were asking in the first hour scariest player you were up against Stephen said it was a good one Virgil van Dijk mm. what about you? Uh, there's been a few but the, the two at Arsenal and I played against them at France uh, for the national team France yeah. was mm. um, Vieira was he was a bit scary but I thought Petit Yep. Yeah, he just had that kind of. He was big, the long hair. He obviously tied it back and just had a few grills at you. And uh-huh. Did you grill back? I tried to, but yeah. he just looked at me. I was stupid. <laughs> um, but no, they they were uh, they were hard to play against as well. Like physically, they were really strong, um, and and right good football players as well. Which normally when you get with with people six foot two in the centre midfield, you just think that. They're uh, tacklers mm. or they're aggressive, but they could play football, but they could mix it up, which I respected. You've done well against them, though. Yeah, against France. Yeah, we but it's come up yeah. against them a few times. Yeah, yeah we've done all right against um, France and yeah. French teams as well. PSG. Of course, yeah. Um, they, they, they had some Leon. team back. Yeah, Leon. Leon as well. Yeah, we had a brilliant 3-0 result there um, over in Leon, and then they came to Highbrooks and... Mm. Batter does um, 3 0. I, th- I think we made them angry. Um, so it was like a, a double, it would, you would play them and then obviously sure. away from home, and then yep. they would come to Ibrox the following week. And to be honest, remember the boy Jorginho? Of course, yeah. The free kick specialist. He was, um, oh, dead ball, unbelievable. Stephen? I was just thinking the the one he was talking about, Ibrox, because that was the first time we seen the young Ballon d'Or, Benzema. Mm. It was unbelievable that night. Oh. Yep. Yeah, you could tell. Memory. Yeah, you could tell he was he was going to be a player early doors. What about last night? What has happened? Arsenal losing to PSV, and I'm mentioning that in the context of Rangers who got through against PSV just what 
three months ago. Yeah, and PSV yeah. ran over the top yeah. of Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Arsenal came into it in the last maybe 20 minutes or so, Paul, but PSV were, um, were brilliant to watch. And it just shows you that Rangers do have the capabilities to go to difficult places and, and get results. But it's just been a, it's been a diff, difficult campaign, disappointing campaign. And hopefully they, they, they learn their lessons. But listen, they've got one game. Um, listen, that doesn't make up for what's happened in the, the group stages. But they've got an opportunity to get points on the board. And that's what they need to do next Tuesday night. But I'm not even looking that far. No. I'm, I'm expecting a, a big performance tomorrow. I, I just think that's why Rangers fans are tearing the hells out. How can this be the same kind of main group of players that got yeah. to Europa final? Knocked PSV, a, a good PSV team that obviously yeah. beat Arsenal. And then in the same season talking and bit some of the games they've had it's, I think that's where the frustration they aren't just a rubbish team they're, they're very very hard to predict Javi yeah. Simons for example absolutely brilliant and Rangers were up against them not that long ago you think they would take something from that and say get a grip now and get up and get going for it tomorrow against Aberdeen uh, we'll hear more from GVB later but in the past few minutes we've heard from Ange Postacoglu today here's his update ahead of the game on Sunday I mean, apart from um, Callum uh, McGregor, um, all the other guys are, um, are back in training fully, which is great for us. I mean, obviously, yeah, match fitness-wise, they're, they're nowhere near sort of the, the position to be able to start. But um, in terms of being available, um, yeah, the pleasing thing for us is, as I said, apart from Callum, everyone else uh, is available. I take it that's Jota, obviously. Starfelt maybe not ready yet to start we'll find out uh, on Sunday what's the latest then on the captain Callum McGregor yeah look he's, he's a constant presence I mean he's, he's always around the dressing room and the recovery is going well again you know we won't see him sort of before the break but um, Callum being Callum he's, he's pushing every boundary and, and probably ahead of schedule uh, which is no surprise to us um, but yeah speaking to him um, yeah he's in a pretty good space he's really pleased with, with the way it's going and I think he realises that you know when we come back there's still yeah, you know, fair bit of the season to go and the most important part of the season and you know he wants to be a big contributor to that Stephen if anyone can recover quickly it's Callum McGregor yeah and yeah, I think he's as I said he's taking his game at a new level with that captaincy and you can just tell he's wanting to be about probably be at Tynecastle in the dressing room still want to give them the same message and ram down the importance of each game and, and not to give up at all and, and give Rangers that kind of light at the end of the tunnel with the current struggles they're having Huge game uh, last weekend and a huge win for Celtic. Barry and I spoke about it on yeah. Monday against Hearts. It was almost overshadowed by VAR, but to go and take the points in a I, seven I, game. I, do you know what? As a neutral, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was a brilliant game. It was end to end. Um, there was controversy, as yeah. you say, with, with VAR. There was tackles flying in. There was loads of goals. It, it was a really enjoyable um, game. And, and you've got to give Hearts credit as well with the amount of injuries they've had. I, I thought they made a game of it, but... It just showed you Celtic strength when Hearts get that second goal. They come back to 3 2, and then obviously Hearts get the equaliser. But again, they went up another level. They had that steely determination to keep going. But it was a real it was a real good game to watch. I'm not sure Barry was a neutral. You, Paul? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> no, I had, I had my heart still point. <laughs> <laughs> From the East, it, it was some game, wasn't it? And we, we talked about it in our GAR um, slot on Monday night and people are still talking about it. What was Stephen McLean thinking about um, that not giving a penalty? And Nick Walsh not then saying, I'll go over and look at it because that is not what's supposed to happen. The referee should go and have the final say. Yeah, I think the handball, handball rule, I think, will split any room. I think um, everyone, sure. you, could, you could make a case for, I put myself in the issues of the defender. defender. I mean, you're yeah. supposed to run about with your hands behind your back. You, you could always make a case, but I think 
if the ref not going over to double check it if, if he goes to the screen and looks at it and still decides not a pen half the oh, all the Celtic fans will not be happy but half the people watching will maybe say I disagree with him but there'll be some that say I agree but not going to look at it probably causes quite a lot of the controversy we all say who would be a referee though Barry this weekend I hope we're not talking about VAR no, we, won't we be, probably will be yeah yeah, but it will all be. You look at the. I mean, it's every single game you watch, even down in England. Um, I I seen the the sport in Lisbon, the, the Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, listen. I think we we've got to bring it in because we can't go behind the the rest. We can't be left behind, should I say, the rest of the countries. But so many decisions. I'm I'm thinking, what are they thinking in that VAR room? And then down the Tottenham, they're waiting four minutes to find yeah, out. See that 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 for me. Um, and you've got to remember the players. Yeah. Cold nights, they're out there standing about, and um, yep, to wait four minutes to get a decision um, doesn't do the players any good at all. Especially one that doesn't really make sense when he's headed it back the way. Um, but I, I got in from my game last week, obviously, a bad, bad day at the office for me, and um, I just read their text. My dad doing his head in that they hadn't gone to VAR for the Motherwell one right at yeah. the death. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to come again this weekend. I think there'll be supporters around the country not happy at all. Are you glad in some ways you're missing it? No, the answer to that is no. You'd, who, you would want to be in the Premiership uh, and dealing with VAR, but we've got to be there, Stephen, because it's there. It's in England. It's in the top leagues. Why not here? Yeah, you've got to get there. I mean, they're still they're still splitting opinion down south, and they've had it uh, a couple of years now. But I do think for for ones like the, if if you can make it quick, like the the ones that the ones that they do spend four or five minutes, and you can't really tell that it's obvious to give up and. and they rule it out because maybe your shin guard's offside. Yeah. It's, they're the ones that are hard to get your head round. You need the shin guards playing up against... Yeah, I did, yeah. Can I see the, yeah. the Celtic? Yeah, there was one that was about three minutes, wasn't there? Oh, three or four minutes was, that, yeah. that they had yep. to wait. That's where the, it frustrates me. That was me. the penalty, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And he looked again and again. And I think everyone, nobody disagreed really. Uh, that it, what, it, the Carter Vickers one? The Carter Vickers. Yeah, you could see that normal play. It was a, yeah. a penalty. Different with the Michael Smith one the camera angle wasn't great but you can see for me it's it's apparently all day long I, I wasn't able to watch the game obviously we don't have the screens in the Falkirk Stadium and I remember at the time thinking they've taken quite a long time to get to a decision in the game and then when you see it later you think it does look pretty blatant I mean I've not heard one Celtic fan say that was the wrong decision so you do wonder what they're looking at and what the communication is but it was a weekend when Rangers dropped points against Livy. Celtic got that win 4-3. It was probably match of the season so far in the domestic scene. Best game so far, wasn't it? In, in Scotland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, It was. as you say, it had and Paul. Um, and it was a good advert for, for Scottish football on Sky. And I'm sure a few of the English would have been watching it and saying even that was a good game because normally they, they absolute batter their game up here, didn't they? They do indeed. We talked about that. Got quite a bit of traction on the social media. Thanks to everyone who's tuning in to us on the radio and also on the app and uh, YouTube. Over six million hits, Barry. So it's good. Good. It's on the way up. TikTok. We said that the other day. You are, but uh, which is good that so many people are tuning in. Thanks for making the switch every night from Five Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Uh, Let's hear again from Ange Postacoglu. So Sunday, they're playing at Livingston, 12 o'clock kickoff. I think for every club, I think any club that that plays against Livingston, it's going to be a tough game, particularly at their place. Um, Look, they're a hard-working team. They're well-structured. They've got a real sort of clear game plan and and they make it hard for any opposition. Um, we, we experienced that last year. You know, in the first game, we didn't deal with it well and, and we didn't get the rewards. Um, but I think the pleasing thing for us in the second game was that we um, not just won the game, but performed really well, which, which shows that you know, 
if we're on it and we play our football, then we can overcome it. Yep, on the plastic pitch, of course. Barry, what are you thinking about Celtic? It's so many, there's no really injury worries. Who's going to start for Celtic? Where where will we go? Is uh, Greg Taylor, how can you leave him out? Maybe man of the match the other night? Yeah, he's, um, yeah, yeah. I thought last week at Tynecastle, I'm being honest, Burnaby, I thought he struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably the only one that was, um, it was a bit off his game. But previous to that, he did show that he had um, he had good ability, but for me, the number one left back is Greg Taylor. He's he's come on leaps and bounds. Uh, anybody could see that with their own, own eyes. Yeah, I think it'll be a tough one for Celtic, but I, I think they'll have enough. Um, the Astro turf does it help? I'm sure the the Celtic players will be hoping it's raining because mm. um, then it's get a bit slicker. Because there's nothing worse than Stephen agree here playing on Astro turf when it's bone dry is an absolute nightmare. Stephen, yeah, um, and I. Th- it's actually quite hard to guess the Celtic team at the minute, especially with in the width, width they've got, the amount of options they've got. Obviously, James Forrest back to form. You've got Abada, Jota, Haksabanovic, uh, Dyson Maida obviously scored at Tynecastle. So they've got so many attacking options that um, it's hard to predict. But I think Celtic know what they're going to have to deal with. They're going to have to deal with the balls coming into the box. They're going to be, when the ball goes out, they're going to th- long throws. And that they're not going to get the same quantity of ch- uh, chances as they normally get maybe at Tynecastle on a slick surface they can go and score four it's it's not quite as easy to be as free-flowing as that in the AstroTurf and um, they're going to be, have to be as ruthless as they were last season when they went there Obelai and Fitzwater were brilliant weren't they yeah, against they, Rangers they were, uh, yeah watching the game they were outstanding um, both of them they were um, everything that came into the box they got their head on um, and they, they certainly looked apart but I always said that look you know what you're getting for Livingston. Um, everybody says, as you heard Posta Coglu, they're well drilled, they're a strong defensive unit, but also they've got players in the forward areas that, that can cause problems as well. And listen, they'll make it tough, tough for Celtic, there's no doubt. They'll no go out and make it easy for them. Um, so Celtic will know they'll win for a, a tough um, afternoon. We know Barry likes Nubli, he's a terrific player. Stephen, how would you feel about coming up against them? Yeah, we did last year in the Championship. We yeah. played for a broth, obviously, and uh, caused us all sorts of problems in the game up there. I, mean, um, I actually said to my friends uh, the day after, I said when he, he when he goes back to live, he's like almost born to play for that Livingston team. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not he's not so much a, a good in the air, it's everything else. It's uh, strength, pace, good good with the ball, his feet in tight spaces. and uh, But I think when you speak about football and how important recruitment is, I mean, Livingston deal with losing players, um, and they just seem to just bring players in and just it's almost as if you're giving credit to whatever defence they put out year in, year out and, and and what a job they're doing as a club. Two mercurial managers, aren't they? You know, Ange Postacoglu has impressed everyone, Barry, including yourself. You've often said that. And David Martindale, very different character, but my goodness, the job he's done and the way he's come back from, you know, the, the backstory. It's remarkable. Yeah, it's a brilliant story, but I also enjoy when he's getting interviewed because he's very, he's very <laughs> honest. honest. Yeah. Yep. He's governed boy, uh, isn't he? Yeah, yep. if they get beat, he'll admit that they weren't good enough because um, some managers will come on and, and go round about it, but he's very honest and, and straight and that's what his team are. They're, they're an honest team um, and they'll cause plenty of teams problems throughout the season, Paul. Great article on him by Hugh McDonald in the Mail last weekend. It was terrific. Uh, he has quite a character. Ange Postacoglu then, final point at the moment, Stephen, for him. Uh, Celtic, they need to, we'll do the predictive very shortly, but the Celtic fans, pretty happy with the European campaign. Obviously, wanted more than two points, but there were some good things. Yeah, well, I did, what I spoke about earlier with Rangers and they 
don't don't really fully trust our team at the minute. Don't know what they're going to get. I think Celtic have a trust in the manager and their team that um, they feel as if they they know what they're going to get. They feel as if they're going to get a team that goes out, tries to attack, scores goals, and um, they know that as difficult a place that Livingston is, if they go and play the way they want to play, that they win the game. Too soon to bring Jota back in. I don't think you'd bring him back, would you, on that surface? Well, depending on how he's trained, Paul, and listen, the manager will see him every single day. Um, but if there is a, a slight risk, for me, he's, he's too important for, for Celtic. He's a, he's a match winner, um, no doubt about it. I think they've they've missed him. Even they're real strong in the, the forward department. He's one guy that um, has got that piece of magic that can turn the game on its head. Two big games tonight in the Championship. Morton against Inverness, Cali Thistle and Queen's Park against Dundee. Capolo, that's never easy, is it? No, it's uh, we're not going to see loads of free and flowing football uh, there tonight. But another team that are really honest group of players and uh, they'll see that as a big opportunity to really push on the, uh, the table. Who do you fancy in that one, Barry? Morton, Morton uh, yeah. Cali Thistle have, have had a bit of a dip in form um, recently, so yep, I fancy um, Morton to win that one. And what about Queen's Park against Dundee? Huge game. I'm going Queen's Park. I've got to take confidence after that result last weekend against Partick Thistle. Um, I never seen that coming, but no, for me, Queen's Park. I, I think. I, what did I say at the start of the season? Yep, they could th- go all the way. I think they'll win the league. Wow, Stephen, what do you think, Queen's Park? Uh, I, well, I, th- I thought I actually last week I don't know if you can remember I, I yeah. fancied them at Thistle off the back of them coming down from Pataudry um, missing Kevin Holt I, yeah. I fancied them to win. I didn't honestly didn't expect them to didn't win 4-0 <laughs> um, I fancied part of Thistle to win the league but um, with that injury to Kevin Holt you know it really disrupts them yeah. and it just looks so open it's so tight uh, the league and it's, it's just a brilliant league year in year out so tonight Queen's Park or Dundee what do you think? draw for the draw okay score draw yes yeah. yeah, score draw and what about Morton against Inverness Morton you're going for the torn quick break and then we're going to get the predictions for the big games this weekend the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go here we go who is going to win the total of £600 tonight. £100 for coming on as well and then £600 if you get all six correct. It's David is on the line. Hi, David. Hi, how you doing? Good. You so doing we, yeah, they're well. Barry, how are you for David? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping he's... What is it, £600? Yeah, plus the 100 so £700. Yeah. Brilliant wee burst if he gets us, yeah. so hopefully he can win it. Stephen, that'd be a good bonus, wouldn't Yeah, it? be good. Yeah. Good luck, David. Good win bonus. David, where yeah. are you? Uh, Partick. In Partick, right? We were just talking about the Jags there, but you're not a Jags fan, are you? No, no, I'm originally for East End, so Celtic. You're a Celtic fan, and you. What did you feel about the Champions League, the first five games? Yeah, I think the first four were probably better than the last one. We had the chances, we didn't take them, and we suffered. We didn't have so many chances the other night, but um, we still had a couple of chances there. And what do you but think? If you don't take, yep. don't take them, we don't win. That was it, isn't it? Uh, they've had a number of chat. Look at the Real Madrid game at the beginning. Right, let's get to tomorrow. The headlines for tomorrow. Jota back in full training for Celtic, for Rangers. There's another, the manager called it a frustrating injury, calf injury for Kemar Roof. It's going to be some weekend. Uh, where are we going to start? Let's go, well, the fixture list. Dundee United against Munnable. 
Stephen, we'll kick off with you. What do you think of this game? We bit of background to it. Uh, both teams really, really need a win. Yeah, both teams really need a win, and uh, this is uh, a big one for Motherwell. Uh, really hope they can come down back from Dundee with a point. So I've gone two one to Motherwell. Your brother Paul, of course, there. Um, Big one, and Stephen Hamill. We keep saying it, you know, as a local team here, he started well, but Barry, my goodness, he needs point. They need a win. Yeah, they need to get a win. They've had a tough couple of weeks, um, couple of disappointing results. They're, I think the four points headed Dundee United just now. Dundee United need to win to get back, but do you know what? I've, I've just got a sneaky feeling Mother will win this. Score Dundee United yeah. will get put in more danger. All right. Yep. So Mother will to win. Scoreline. Yep. What would you think? I'll go. A horrible 1-0 win. Horrible 1-0 win. Yeah, you, you take <laughs> yeah, it, but sure. I, I do yeah. have just got a sneaky feeling Mother will win it up there. Ugly. Stephen, what's your scoreline? 2-1. It's, it's just one of those games that it's they're playing well. They are playing well. It's just both boxes at the minute. Um, but it's one of those, as Barry said, mm-hmm. Dundee United can go within a point and all of a sudden the, the narrative of the season looks different. David, what do you feel? I think Motherwell have been struggling, obviously, a few games since they've had a win. And I just kind of fancy United probably to edge at 1-0. 1-0 for Dundee United. Okay, it's uh, it's the derby, the Tony Watt derby, isn't it? I uh, wonder if you will. What are you thinking, Barry? I no, think I'm going to come I'm in just, there, yeah. No, I'm just yeah. thinking about uh, Hibernian and St Mirren. Excellent. <laughs> we'll go on to that. David, we'll throw that to you first then. Hibs against St Mirren. Yeah, I'll fancy St Mirren for this one. So I'm going to take a 1-0 win for St Mirren. Right, St Mirren start the day on 19 points, Hibs on 17. Barry? Yep, I'm with him. I yep. think St Mirren, um, full of confidence. Um, I think they'll go Easter Road and, and win the game um, 2 1. You sound supremely yeah, confident I, I, about that. Look, yeah. St Mirren, they've really surprised me, but start of the season, they were one of my favourites to struggle, Paul. Um, but look, they've really impressed me. They're really well drilled. The two up top cause teams problems. Um, so yeah, I'm going St Mirren. They did well last weekend, despite it was also a questionable VAR decision, wasn't there? But uh, Stephen, what do you think for tomorrow? Yeah, well, it's a tricky one because Hibs off the back of four wins it in a row. They lose at Dundee United. Obviously, they lost heavily to Celtic, but then they lost a game. And I've got to be honest, I went home and watched it last week and I could only see one winner for large spells of the game. And they somehow managed, obviously, with Kyle McGuinness' red card, they somehow managed to lose the game. And all of a sudden, it goes into the game tomorrow. and Another one of those where it's a massive game. I actually think St Mern with the squad they've, they've built and a really good home record, they could be one of their challengers for Europe. So a huge one for Hibs and I've got them just to edge it 2-1. Hibs to edge it. Yeah. Yep, so you're going... It's a Stephen McGinn derby, isn't it? Because you were at Hibs uh, just over a year ago and St Mern, of course, you've been in and out three times. And yeah, twice. Twice. twice yeah. Oh, maybe more to come. Although you're loving it at Falkirk. Although and I put I put a jinx on it last week, didn't I? Ah, you're not allowed to talk. Not about allowed to talk about it. You yeah. fancy us to get beat? Because Barry and I were talking about it that uh, you've been undefeated until then. Right. So you're going for Hebs, but David, who could win, well, seven hundred in total, is going for Saint Mirren. What about Saint Johnson up against Kilmarnock? Stephen. Um, I think it's going to be. No, no. Actually, oh yeah. with Lafferty's ban and uh, Christian Doidge been out, um, obviously we Danny Armstrong's been getting the goals for Kilmarnock, yeah. but I just think it might be one of those games where both teams are quite happy to take a point. OK, looking at the points then, Kilmarnock on 12 points, St Johnson on 13. Barry, what are you thinking for this one? I think Kilmarnock are missing, Stephen just mentioned, too many of their, their better players. I know they got a good result last weekend, but I fancy St Johnson to win this 2-1. David, yep. you get a bit of help there from one of the young ones. 
Yeah, I know, yeah. I just try to help it. Yeah. What um, you, what, what's she thinking, St Johnson, Kilmarnock? Yeah, I'm kind of the same there. I'm kind of St Johnson, I fancy. I think it'll just be a 1 0, though. I don't think it'll be a big scoring game. Okay. Imagine going up there for, if you're reporting on it, 0 0 at uh, St Johnson. So you reckon it's going to be a win, narrow win for St Johnson. And Rangers against Aberdeen. David, what do you think? I think the midweeks game, you know, the disappointment probably in, in the way that um, the things have went in that campaign. I think it might be a tough game tomorrow, but it'll be a big game. And I'm going to go for a score draw, one each. Controversial, you're going oh, one I each. Fell yeah. Off my chair. yeah, haven't you? Here's what the manager says. This is GVB. He says he knows they need to win. Well, it's very important. The drop points last week, home against Livingston. We need to we need to win these games, and uh, the most important thing is to to get the three points. Of course, you always want a positive result with a positive uh, display. So uh, that's what we are uh, going to try to do tomorrow. So Barry, what do you think? They've got to win, Paul. Got to when you you can't. As I said, you've got to believe that Celtic are going to get something. Um, in in Sunday yeah. at Livingston, but also you never know what could happen at Livingston. But Rangers have got to concern themselves, and they've got to win the game. I'm going two 0 Rangers. Stephen. Yeah, well, I just think I think I don't think Rangers are going to just totally flick a switch and. And start blowing teams away again. I think they're going to have to really fight for it. But I do think that the game will suit them, the atmosphere, the way Aberdeen will go about it. So I've gone for two one Aberdeen, uh, two one Rangers, two one Rangers. If it didn't happen, Barry, the conversation on Monday, it's it, going to be different. Paul, is the manager going to be away? It's going to add more pressure to him, and he knows that. And you can hear that in his interviews. He knows it's a must. Win. It is a must win tomorrow. Must win game. He was asked about his future, any chat with the board? Of course, I have discussions with the board and with Russ, but uh, my my future and my position at the moment was never discussed, no. And we never like to discuss that when somebody is there, and it must be tough. You played alongside him, and I mean, universally, people respect him, and so they should for what he's done in the game. He has been asked about the But schedule. he knows, Paul, he, yeah, he's, he's not daft. daft. He knows what's, what's at stake tomorrow, and what's at stake until the, the World Cup break. Here's his take on the schedule and the fitness of his players, which he was questioned about today. We didn't change any um, any training. We're still in in uh, in a very hectic schedule. The the Champions League uh, schedule is more intensive than the, when we were in Europa League because of the the days we have now already a couple of weeks when we only have two days in between uh, to to rest. In Europe, in Europe, it's only it's, it's three or four, so that that makes it quite hectic. Also, the dance program because of the World Cup, I think, is influencing a lot. We just have to keep continuing. We have a lot of it's it's a tough schedule for all of us, but we have to keep going. And he was asked about transfers. Okay, January seems a while away, but it's not too far. Well, as as, as I said uh, before, uh, you know, we are missing a lot of players now who are injured. So hopefully we can welcome some injured players back by the time the windows open. So we have to be ready whatever happens, but uh, it also depends how many players we have back from injury. Days like tomorrow, Barry Ryan Jack would have featured obviously against his old club and Conor Golson, that anchor in the defence, but they're not there. Yeah, they're, they're not there, so you, you need to deal with it. it. It's been known that they're going to be missing up until the, the league starts back um, mid-December, so there's no excuses, Paul. Tomorrow's a, a must-win game in my eyes and every Rangers supporter's eyes. They, they'll be travelling there to Ibrox tomorrow fully expecting a, a performance and a, a victory. And David, your exact scoreline, what do you think? 
Sorry for the... Uh, yep. Rangers Aberdeen. You're going for the draw? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sorry, yeah, 1-1. Yeah, sure. And 1-1. One, one, one. One. Okay, no, not at all. Cholak back tomorrow, we would imagine. Okay, that's the your fixture predictions for tomorrow. Sunday then, Livingston against Celtic. Stephen? Yeah, well, I think we spoke about um, gave Livingston a lot of praise, but I do think Celtic will uh, come out of the traps. I, I fancy them to win by a couple of 3 now. I've gone for. 3 now. you reckon. Here's the manager speaking. Here's the squad update today. They're all full training. I mean, apart from um, Callum uh, McGregor, um, all the other guys are, um, are back in training fully, which is great for us. I mean, obviously, yeah, match fitness-wise, they're, they're nowhere near sort of the, the position to be able to start. But um, in terms of being available... Um, yeah, the pleasing thing for us is, as I said, apart from Callum, everyone else uh, is available. That's the update from Ange and Lennox down. Let's hear from David and Partick. David, what's your scoreline? Livingston Celtic. Yeah, I've kind of, obviously, kind of, it's, it's a tough one, I think, after having a midweek result, a midweek fixture there. But I'm going to go for 2-1 Celtic. Um, although, although, obviously, it's hard to pick up points there. We've only picked up, we've only won once, I think, mm-hmm. in the last few years. So, yep. so we need to try and uh, they better and maybe as Barry says if it's raining that maybe suits us better mm-hmm. Barry what do you reckon? I, I think it'll be tight but I think Celtic will have too much quality in the end of the day um, so yeah I'm the same result as David I think 2-1 2-1 okay yeah. we've got that who's your standout or a couple of the players that you would mention so far this season David? I think for me the standout kind of is O'Reilly I think he really has shown a lot of promise and he's, he's done really well I'd like to see him play a lot more. Barry Obviously, Giamakis yeah, sure. as well. Giamakis, of course, has scored. What about Matt O'Reilly? What do you see in that player? Um, a fantastic football player. Yeah. Never knew anything about him. Mm. One and a half million quid. He costs for MK Dons. It just shows you that there's, there's no for a lot of money, there's, there's top players out there. And um, I think if he continues this sort of form, I think Celtic will struggle to keep a hold of him. And he's shown a different side to him as well. He's been played in that position where. Callum McGregor um, plays every single time if he's if he's fit. So he's shown to me that he's just no a forward think midfielder. He can sit in there and, and anchor if need be. So yep, he certainly impressed me. As I said, never knew much about him, but you could see he's got a um, he's got a, a fantastic football brain. David, what would you say about your recruitment over the past eighteen months under Ange Postecoglou and Celtic? It's been quite a turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a great recruitment process as far as I'm concerned. He's brought in a lot of good players. There's a lot of players we didn't know. Um, some of the Japanese boys that never even heard of, obviously been outside the world, but great recruitment as far as I'm concerned and hopefully it continues. Stephen, the contrast, because you can imagine the Rangers fans saying, yeah, where's that guidance coming from at, at Rangers? Has Gio, has he got the upper hand on it? Is it him? Is he identifying the players? Because it's such a contrast across the city. Yeah, and uh, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever find out who gets the, f- the final say or who, who's totally in charge of, of who does it. But I think in O'Reilly and Rio Hatati especially, I think Celtic blew away the, the theory that January can be a tricky, uh, yeah. tricky window because uh, the business they did and the level they two have been at this season, I think it shows you there's players out there that can totally just hit the ground running and improve your team. David, final one here for tomorrow. Barry, were you going to say there? Yeah, well... Yeah. You know for a 100% who makes the signings at Celtic. Yeah. And post the Coglu. Yeah. And that's the way I think it should be at a, at a football club. And that's what people are questioning um, about Rangers. Is it Gio? Is it the director of football? Who knows? Um, Do you when, know? 
Do no, you know? No, I, I, I would love to know, and I keep getting asked about it, and I don't know. Um, but people think you know everything. Yeah, well, Rangers. I don't know that. <laughs> but at Celtic, it's Postacoglu, yeah. and one thing is, you don't get every single signing spot on, but his percentage rate in terms of bringing in players and, and the prime examples, the, the Japanese yeah. guys, mm. never knew anything about them either. And I think out of them, a lot of people say Kyogo. I think Hitati. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a right good football player um, and he'll just get better because he's, he's very inexperienced as well. He came out with Posta Colin, so he say he came out of college football That's or something right, like yeah. that. He's, he's really 21, young. 22. He's yep. mm-hmm. So he's not been a professional long, but he's certainly, um, he, he's a real good football player as well. Yep. From Livy to the Latin quarter of Madrid, he'll be, Stephen, on uh, Wednesday. He'll be playing there probably, and well, he will be, won't he, in the Bar- Bernabeu? Yeah, and that's what these boys go to Celtic for. It's nice like that, and uh, and uh, there's ones Ange, Ange knows what he's looking for in a, in a team. Mm-hmm. I think he, he recruits he, and he knows how he wants his team, and and it does make it easier. He knows what he's looking for. Even someone like Aaron Moy, he's totally stepped up in Callum McGregor's absence. Uh, absence, and Ange just knows what he's going to get from Aaron Moy, and he knows that if the mistakes they made last year, they didn't have the squad depth this year. They have got someone like Aaron Moy just can just step up and. I thought he was excellent uh, in a couple of games I've seen him recently apart from that miss at Tynecastle. <laughs> David how did you feel a few years ago when John McGinn looked to be signing for Celtic but went south to Villa yeah I, I, I thought he'd been a great signing for Celtic but obviously it didn't work out but yeah it would have been a great sign yeah well Celtic's loss and Villa's gain wasn't it? no what was it yep. half a million quid they, they wouldn't shell out extra well that's the word it's the word in the street but yeah. you want to see good players stay in Scotland but sure. listen he's went down there and, and he's certainly went up a, a couple of levels in terms of his, his, his performances for sure for Scotland and for Villa back to tomorrow then David your final one so you've gone with uh, Dundee United yep you've gone with St Mirren you've gone with a draw for Rangers Aberdeen you're going with St Johnson you're going for Celtic what about Ross County against Hearts now Hearts 2-1 win last night against uh, RFS so, what do you think, David, tomorrow, Sunday? Yeah, I think I would have, if it hadn't been for last night's game, I would have went for the Hearts win. Um, but I think it's hard to know who, maybe they're fatigued, who knows. And it's a tough place to go up to Ross County, so I think it'll probably just change out and go with a draw on each. You're going 1-1. One, one. Stephen? Uh, well, I just think Hearts are getting to that stage now. Obviously, the, the European football... The group stage for the first time in, in a long time. It's taken its toll in the squad. Lots of injuries. I think Stephen, they've lost Stephen Kingsley over the last few days. But this one's massive for Hearts. They can't fall away from... The, their objective at the start of the season was to get that third place again and, and get the chance of European football again next season. And um, I don't think they can fall further away from the pack. Um, other teams are playing each other around them. Aberdeen are at Ibrox. So Hearts can't miss up that opportunity. And Shanklin's had a good week. So I think they've yeah. got the goals in them to, to win up there. So I've gone for 2 1 to Hearts. Shanklin and Halliday. Some of our injury yeah. problems. I mean, again, I was watching it last night. Kingsley pulling up. It looks mm. like if it's his hamstring, which is um, if there's any damage here, that's, that's not just a week or two. Um, so. Yeah, they've, they've got to take a bit of confidence out of that. They've got a natural goal scorer on Shankland. Um, again, I think it'll be one of the games where it'll be horrible, but Hearts will no bother. I think they'll come away with a 1-0 one, win. And a worrying time for Malkin, and, isn't it? Because he doesn't yeah. want to be anchored at the bottom of the table because nope. it's Ross County on nine points, along with Dundee United. Kilmarnock on 12. St. Johnson on 13, along with Motherwell. Hearts on 14. Livingston on 16. On 17 points, Hebs 
Saint Mirren and Aberdeen on 19, Rangers on 26, Celtic on 30. That's the look ahead to the weekend. David, thanks very much. You could be back with us uh, if you're around on Monday. If you get all six, we'll speak to you between five and seven. Thanks, David. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain. Headlines today. Kemar Roof, I'm afraid, another injury worry. A calf strain. The manager spoke about it this afternoon. Rangers-Aberdeen, match of the weekend, must win for Rangers. Barry, and, and all of you are just looking on the socials. So many uh, comments from you and looking for a performance, Barry. You want to see not just a win for Rangers, but to have any hope of regaining the title. They need three points tomorrow. Yeah, the most important thing is three points, but the performances over the last couple of weeks have been pretty flat. Apart from the one at Tynecastle, where they were yep. really good and they were on the front foot, and that that's what you, you expect tomorrow. Um, waves of attack, um, all action, make it difficult, make Aberdeen nervous, create chances and, and get a few goals. Um, and if they do that, listen, that's when, when confidence starts to come back and then you can obviously move forward into the, the following game on the Tuesday night against Ajax. Stephen, it must be the worst thing though when you feel the fans are on your back and it's just not going well for you, you don't look as fit, it's not happening for you and confidence can plummet. No, and you're desperate to to change that. You're, I mean, in a big scale at Rangers, I mean, I, I get out, had a bad result last weekend, everyone looks at what happened to you. I mean, they're getting it times 100, so... Um, it's not good and you're just desperate to get that that winning feeling back that they've had recent, uh, over the last few years and they just want to Aberdeen will come out and they'll, they'll give them an opportunity to play and what they're looking for the Rangers fans is that last seven minutes they had that injury time they won that for 90 minutes that's what they're looking for everyone that turns up uh, tomorrow and Aberdeen to talk about them for a moment or two Jim Goodwin he's doing well with them Barry he's, uh, well, he's chasing third position now and his signings have been good he said money to spend yeah, he's um, listen. It's always a gamble when you have to change your squad, but but Jim's made some decent signings, and it's never going to happen overnight. It's going to take a bit of time. It's been a bit up and down. Um, obviously, a couple of weeks ago they went to Tannadice, and that was a surprise um, result. But they've bounced back, and listen, he's got attack-minded players, and I says earlier on, I think he'll come believing that his team can get a result. Is Maybe beforehand teams will come and, and try and um, frustrate and and uh, annoy Rangers, but I, I think they'll go and try and, and win the game, and I think that will that will benefit Rangers and that will leave gaps where hopefully the better players can go and exploit. He's got players like Mayovsky. He uh, scored a few goals. He has, he's been he? a right good signing. Yep. yep, he's um, he's ag- again similar to Sholak and. Uh, Yakimakis he's a penalty box striker he knows the back of the net so Rangers will need to be aware of him yeah uh, really impressed with him as well but Aberdeen even through their struggles last year they took uh, a draw off Rangers twice last season so um, they'll be looking they, they'll feel like they're in a better place and that Rangers are in the worst place so they'll be going there tomorrow thinking they can send their fans up north uh, happy with a win at Ibrox but it makes for a real open good game some game I see the manager has been saying uh, because uh, Lee Johnson was quoted the other week member is saying some teams are kind of brainwashed into believing they can't win against Celtic or Rangers but he says no nah, I'm not having that not with players like Ramadani Duke and of course he mentioned Majofsky as well it's and, all... Andy Connor, uh, is it Bannon? Barron yeah Barron, Barron. Um, 
he's uh, he obviously been out injured, missed a, a big chunk of the mm-hmm. uh, the season. Um, he he's a, a a young player. When I watched him last year, he, he certainly stood out for Aberdeen. Now he's got him back. Um, that's one that if he starts performing again at the same level he did last season, then clubs are going to be interested. But he's got he's got good players at, at Aberdeen, so Rangers know it's going to be tough. They know they've got a team that travelled to Fir Park last week and got a a good result so it's not going to be an easy day for Rangers but again that's what the players should know and they'll be aware of that and they need to make sure they're bang on it because see if they're, they're off it it's going to end up end up a, a difficult and a long day which you don't want to happen Do you get 20 minutes would you say tomorrow? 10 minutes 10 minutes I always uh, say that to players before well, yeah. you've got 10 minutes and if you're no at it the fans will let you know but that's the demands and the expectations you've got to expect that so I expect them to come flying out tomorrow, Rangers. Craig Moore last night said 20 minutes, but Barry, uh, 10 no, he's minutes. He's too kind. <laughs> uh, he's more diplomatic, maybe. Here's the manager. He was asked today about the morale. It's it's difficult because, you know, of course, as I said uh, already many times before, we know the, the, the difference in, in level. We know the competition we are facing, but, you know, a loss is still a loss. So that's uh, something we... We had uh, that feeling uh, five times now in this competition, you know, and we have to react now. Also after the drop points last week, but um, you know the players are are ready for it. You know, it's short two days in between. You know, we had a long tr- uh, trip home yesterday, so the, the most important thing is we are mentally fresh tomorrow, and I think we uh, we are. Stephen, Alex has been on the social saying, but look at the next four days for Rangers. If they win and win well tomorrow and then do well against Ajax on Tuesday, it can just change the season. Yeah, it changes, changes everything. At, at one point last uh, Saturday lunchtime, Hearts are winning 2-1 at Celtic, uh, against Celtic and you're thinking Rangers can go top later. So it does change so quickly and that's why I need to hang in. They're not playing it as well as they, as they want to be at the minute they just need to hang into the title race and, and don't don't lose any more ground yeah you're right Paul it could be a brilliant four days it could go and have a thumping performance tomorrow Celtic could go to Livingston uh, and ha- ha- have an off day Livingston get the win and then you can go out on Tuesday night getting the points back and have a good performance against Ajax get a couple of points on the board get three points mm-hmm. on the board and then everything changes the atmosphere around about the full place changes the players' confidence starts lifting, so that's the kind of mindset you've got to go into um, this weekend. Across the city, then Celtic will obviously be watching to see what happens tomorrow. I can imagine though, Ange Postecoglou will say he's only thinking about Celtic and Livingston on Sunday. It has been a boggy ground, although they broke it last season. Let's see what he says about playing against Livingston. I think for every club, I think any club that, that plays against Livingston knows that you know it's going to be a tough game, particularly at their place. Um, Look, they're a hard-working team, they're well-structured, you know, they've got a real sort of clear game plan and, and they make it hard for any opposition. Um, we, we experienced that last year. You know, in the first game, we didn't deal with it well and, and we didn't get the rewards. Um, but I think the pleasing thing for us in the second game was that we um, not just won the game, we performed really well, which, which shows that, you know, if we're on it and we play our football, then we can overcome it. And he was asked about the captain, Callum McGregor. I mean, we know he's out until after the World Cup, but what's the latest on his recovery? Yeah, look, he's, he's a constant presence. I mean, he's, he's always around the dressing room and the recovery's going well. Again, you know, we won't see him sort of before the break, but um, Callum being Callum, he's, he's pushing every boundary and, and probably ahead of schedule, uh, which is no surprise to us. Um, but, yeah, speaking to him, um, yeah, he's in a pretty good space. He's really pleased with, with the way it's going. And I think he realises that, you know, when we come back, there's still 
you know, fair bit of the season to go and the most important part of the season. And, you know, he wants to be a big contributor to that. Did a great game last weekend. You enjoyed watching the game, Barry. Can you have a great game at Livingston? Or is it just a battle on that surface? No, you can you can have a good a, a great game. Yeah, yeah. but you, you know what you're going into at Livingston. Yeah. It shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, they're, they're a big physical team. But also, a lot of people just forget about they've got some good football players as well Livingston so it's not just about long ball and about trying for set pieces they can actually play at times as well so look Celtic will know they'll be in a game because um, listen if you switch off if you think you're going to just turn up and um, get a result it doesn't work that way you've got to earn it certainly when you go to places like Livingston Stephen rather than a battle I should have said it could be ugly at Livy it's tough you've played there a lot yeah, it's not, it's not somewhere, especially over the last four or five years, the style's been pretty similar. It's not somewhere that, to be honest, I, I've went and enjoyed playing football, but they can be the most satisfying wins. Um, we had one the year we won the championship, played against a strong Livingston, Livingston team, very physical. David Martindale was on the coaching staff and um, it was a big victory for us. And, and Celtic will look back on last season's victory there as, as a, a big point in their season and in Although it might not be as free-flowing as other wins they'll have this season, if they can go to Livingston and stand up to what's thrown at them and, and deliver a winning performance, then they'll count it as good as any. And it's going to be dry. I've just checked the weather. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Barry was saying earlier, wet conditions. But I'm sure yeah. David Martindale will not be wet uh, soaking the pitch. No. That's for sure. The, the massive hair dryer. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, your own game tomorrow, you're heading south M74. Yeah, we're down to freeze tomorrow, so tough game. Um, that a result last week makes it even more difficult tomorrow so we've got to get back up there with uh, with three points Crazy game football though isn't it Villa last weekend Stephen Gerrard the manager goes and then they have a spectacular win Yeah and I think I mean just as a football fan you watch this all the time for whatever reason a manager gets sacked and yeah. you think um, it's a real tough day and then the next game they always go and win and it, and it becomes an even tougher day so it, it can't have been easy for him last week no. uh, I felt for him as much as I wanted Aston Villa to win I did feel for him when he went 3-0 up after such a short time wait, wait, Again, I said Players. similar to Jack Ross yeah. but what's he thinking? Sitting in the house and I'm sure sitting in the house or wherever he was I'm sure they'd have seen that pop up and think 3-0 Cheers guys They, they couldn't buy a win yeah. the last few weeks where with Stephen Gerrard and um, and and charging, and that's the things that frustrate me. And then you're hearing, I was saying to Stephen off air, you're hearing things that he wasn't a great manager, he, he wasn't great to go up and talk to. That's always the same. That that frustrates me as well. The amount of garbage it's it's wrote. Um, listen, he's a good manager. He went through a tough time. I'm sure he'll take a spell out, but he'll come back even stronger. Unai Emery uh, coming in, of course. And do you think that'll be good for John? I'm asking you, Barry, obviously, because John, the captain just now, there's been all this stuff about Mings, etc. But he's also Scotland's number two when, when Andy Robertson isn't there. And we're all proud of John McGinn. Yeah, but, uh, and it's great. Like, listen, he's managed at the, the top level. And when managers like that come in, you, you're always going to learn something. He's, as, as I said, he's, he's won the plenty of trophies throughout his career he's managed at top clubs um, look John will be disappointed I'm sure Stephen will tell you that that he's, he was left out last yep. week but listen in my eyes top players always respond and I'm sure he's trained hard and he'll be making sure he gets back into that starting 11 yeah he was pretty gutted obviously with, with Stephen going and um, I think I was with him the other night um, he was up the road for a night and um, when Emery um, you're asking about him and he's dead excited he, yeah. how can you not be I mean I know it's cruel world football but it, it does move fast and 
um, you get a brilliant CV and really excited to work with him Stephen you'll come back next week hopefully at that point do you think uh, Rangers can take something against Ajax on Tuesday yeah I think I think they can yeah I think I think they let themselves down in Amsterdam I think that's the one that they'll regret and I think they'll be looking for a chance to put that right on Tuesday and Celtic in Madrid yeah, well, it's going it's to be tough. Game. Yeah, I mean, they played really well and sure. lost 3-0 in Glasgow, so I don't think it's going to be any easier. But I think the Celtic fans at least have a brilliant trip. Stephen, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it'll be special. I know many of them are going. Barry, for you this weekend, football-wise, so much on the telly, etc. And you're going to take in a couple of games. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out, enjoy, whether it's, listen, Paul, I'll watch any football on TV. Yeah. I'll go to junior games. I'll go to lower league games. So, yeah, I'll bounce about this weekend. After the news, Zoe Kelly is up. Thanks, have a great night and we're back Monday at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.